Welcome to the Searching for Meaning podcast. My name is Gonzalo, and I'm joined by my brother, Tiago. Welcome. Greetings. And in today's episode, we're going to go over something that happened last week or two weeks ago, which was the biggest YouTuber in the world, PewDiePie. I'm sure you've at least heard the name thrown around. He did a video of, I think, around eight minutes, something like that, only exclusively talking about stoicism, which I think it's great to, you know, getting this philosophy that is so old and now it's getting back into popularity, really being kicked into the the most popularity it could in a way. And yeah, so what we're going to do today is just address, you know, the video and overall just stoicism in general. And for that, I'd like to start with the actual definition, dictionary definition of stoicism, the one I feel like it's more appropriate, which I'm going to quote right now. So an ancient Greek school of philosophy founded at Athens by Zeno of Citium. The school taught that virtue, the highest good, is based on knowledge. The wise live in harmony with the divine reason, also identified with fate and providence, that governs nature, and are indifferent to the vicissitudes of fortune and to pleasure and pain. So in a way, it's like you live in according to what is, you embrace what is, and you don't, you know, make more or less of it than what it is you just live in what is and in what is and <laughs> and with what is in your control pretty much so you don't waste time focusing on what could be or could have been but on what is in your control and what you can do to improve that and live you know peaceful with whatever happens from that and whatever happened at this moment i think that's kind of at least for me that's what i kind of see stoicism as in a way and and it's funny enough because the video was called how to be happy i believe and in a way it's it's so refreshing to i mean for me it's not refreshing but it's refreshing that other people are getting this type of advice that is not you know be positive all the time you just need to do your affirmations in the morning and you're gonna get there it's like no it's it's to embrace no it is because you're never going to get happiness in the future or in, you know, when you get somewhere, it's always going to be in the moment. And so if you don't practice that, at least that gratitude, you're never going to get it. And so it's, at least for me, it was very refreshing to see someone so big that you see it, maybe you would never assume is, is, you know, interested in these topics to address it and to share with people that never heard of it before. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's really a good thing because I feel like most people, if you don't, if you aren't into self-help, like more deep into it or any form of philosophy that helps you, actually teaches you how to live life, like stoicism, you only get bullshit advice. To And I don't mean this in a neck, like the friends around you, the people around you, they mean good, but what they are telling you isn't doing you any good. What, well, like, let's say you have like a, a relationship issue. Most people can relate to this. And you go and tell your friend because you want to let it out. What does your friend tell you? Oh, it's, it's going to get better. Or, or he tries to give you like some form of advice. And people don't really think about why they're doing those things. It's just like a form of empathy. But it, it really doesn't solve anything. You know, it's not, it's not like you're going to hear like this. Most, most likely, you're not going to hear this gem of advice from your friend and be like suddenly enlightened as to what you need to do. Yeah. That's just not what usually happens, you know. And also him telling you to not worry about it doesn't help because it's like if you could if you had the, the ability of not worrying about it you wouldn't be actually be talking about it with someone because you, you would just like turn it off like it was a, a, a computer or something so we mm -hmm. know that those things are useless 
like the same telling someone like oh just relax man like someone's someone's annoyed and you say oh relax <laughs> yeah thank you genius that's yeah. <laughs> like if i knew how to do that yeah i would have done it already so where do we where do where are we left with all these forms of advice that don't work we actually need to search something that works and most people don't know what that is and aren't even aware of the fact that there is something like that and so for stoicism which i believe is a great tool that actually gives you solid advice on what to do uh, in front of life's problems and and so it's great it's getting out to the to the mainstream i guess not it's not mainstream yeah. because pewdiepie isn't mainstream it's mainstream to internet culture i guess but not to yeah culture in general but it's getting there yeah totally and i find it interesting as well because i think in a way stoicism if you were presented that as the first thing you see when you're you know getting into self-help or self-development i feel like it would be very hard to actually accept that advice because i remember when i i first came into you know self-help trying to improve myself the first book i read was by tony robbins i think it was the power within i think that's the name and in a way it's much more not trying to, i hope i'm not like mischaracterizing here but it's more motivational in a way it's more about you know feeling the best you can feel and it's more about emotional feeling as emotionally as best as you can at least that book and and that's what you want in a way when you're starting you want a lot of you know high sensations you want to actually feel a change while stoicism in a way is much more focused in the long term and actually you know not what's going to happen in a week from now but what's going to actually happen in five years from now, 10 years from now, if you keep applying these things. And I feel like it's also, for most people, it's needed the journey of realizing that, at least for me, that it's not, you know, even though it's great advice by Tony Robbins, I don't think it's it gives you the full picture in a way. It doesn't give you, you know, because it's a lot about as well, for like being positive and be, like being doing these things. And in a certain way, I think I don't agree so much with that right now. I don't think so much that it's about being or that you first put yourself in the best emotional state and then you can attack whatever it is that you do. I feel like that's in a way it's more about when you do what you should be doing, you know, the things you should be doing consistently, disciplined, then you get into that state, which I don't think it's a state so like, you know, peak state of, uh, not peak, but like so such a good feeling because what you're doing as well is that you're not allowing yourself to feel as intensely the bad feelings as well. But I don't think that comes with, in a way, you're also not feeling the good ones as good, if I'm making any sense here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so, because obviously we both read the, that book and it was what got us into self-help. And yeah. I feel it's like a, a sort of a, and I, I, obviously I, I love the book. I think it's one of the best books I've ever yeah, read. totally. It got me here. But now looking back, it's like, it can, it can lead you into this trap of, Trying of, of thinking that you always need to feel good. That's when you feel happy, yeah. when you're always good. And I had that idea for a long time. It's like, why am I not, uh, when I felt unhappy or, or bored, sad, angry, whatever, I was like, okay, what am I doing wrong? Why am I still feeling this if I'm doing all the right things, if I'm trying to get better? And, and eventually, you realize that you're not going to feel good all the time. And it's not supposed to be like that. And you can be doing everything right and you're still going to have off days. And what do you do totally. when that happens? What do you do when you don't feel like doing anything? You know, that's what that's where, where stoicism comes in. You know, it's like it's knowing that your emotions aren't what commands you. It's not like you don't do things because you feel things. You do them because there's something else 
behind it. It's not your emotion. It's not like I'm not, I'm gonna eat popcorn because I feel sad. No, it's like I'm yeah. gonna I, I feel sad. I'm still gonna eat healthy because I value my health more than I value uh, immediate pleasure. You know, it's it's going beyond what you feel because what what like there's this kind of stereotype. What do we say about these people that act based on feelings all the time? They're children, literally. Children do this. Yeah. They feel sad and they immediately start crying, or, or they 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 are hungry and they could eat a bowl a bowl <coughs> of ice cream and they wouldn't even think about it. You know, but we evolve yeah. as we grow. We evolve behind besides this, and we should evolve at least. And we, but people don't recognize. I think sometimes that we kind of get trapped in that we on that perpetual children's state of thinking that emotions come. Uh, what what we're feeling is what we are, and I guess it's yeah. going yeah. beyond that. Recognizing that it it's not necessarily like that. You know, emotions aren't that important. Yeah, and kind of to, you know, also clarify a bit, because I know, you know, Tony Robbins, as successful as he is, he recognizes this as well. He's not always in the best state. My, mine was just more to say that, yeah, it's, it shouldn't start and end at emotions in a way, because I feel like a, a much better, at least mindset to approach it is like Jordan Peterson, I believe, says, which is, it's not so much about happiness, it's about meaning and purpose, because when you're feeling when you feel meaning in your life and purpose in a way that's what we're always searching for you're not looking to always be in a joyful state or always pleasurable because we can only to a certain extent feel pain feel pain feel pleasure and joy because you know what the other side is as well and so if as soon as if you don't feel joy and pleasure you assume something's wrong i feel like you're going to live a life of you know perpetual dissatisfaction in in a very deep way of you you always feel like you're running towards something somewhere that doesn't exist well if you embrace that there's going to be hard moments there's going to be moments where you don't feel like doing it then those have meaning as well a much more meaning if you recognize that overcoming this obstacle is a part of the process and that you can find your meaning in that pain and in that struggle then it all changes because then because then it's like you don't need to control your emotions anymore because good or bad, you can always keep going, which in a way makes you feel much more good emotions, you know, for how counterproductive, not productive, for how counterintuitive that makes sound, is that when you recognize that you can do it regardless of feeling good or bad, then it's a, at least for me, it's a great relief. Like in the morning when I go and do my things, a lot of times it's not like I, you know, I'd probably prefer to just go play video games. If I go through my emotions, emotionally speaking, I'd prefer to do play video games. But purpose-wise, I'd prefer to do this much more, which then in turn gives me much more, I would say it's like a long-term, you know, happiness in a way. It's like the feeling you get when you're eating more healthy and foods that are maybe not as tasteful, but, you know, in the long term are better for you. It's a different type of satisfaction, if that makes sense. It's actually a great comparison. It's, it's difficult to, obviously, it's always difficult to put into words these kinds of things, like how you feel when you do the right things. I think that's a great way to put it. Like how you feel when you do the right things is exactly how you feel when you are consistent with how you eat healthy, whatever that is for to you. Yeah. And opposite to what when you're eating like shit. You know, there's like in the moment you don't you can't really tell because obviously when you're eating unhealthy, it's mostly better food, you know, in terms of pleasure wise. But then you get that you know, because pleasurably it's better, but you know that there's something else that's not as good. And when you're eating healthy, it's yeah. not as pleasurable, but there's something else. 
that's the same thing with when you're like living your purpose and just doing pleasurable things. You may be experiencing pleasure, but it's not even it's a different form of pleasure because the pleasure you get from doing the right things is it's superior. It's simply superior, you know. It it lasts longer, and it's not even totally. pleasure. It's something else. It's difficult to put it into words. We can only try to describe it through some weird feelings like eating healthy and not <laughs> yeah. eating healthy, you know. Yeah. But, yeah, because it's not even it, yeah. Yeah, go, yeah, for, go, it, for, go, it, go it. for it. Uh, no, because in a way, I don't, it's not pleasure. Because pleasure, it's not in the hedonistic way you could say. No, but it's like because pleasure is a very momentary, momentarily thing. You know, food is pleasurable, um, video games are pleasurable, sex is pleasurable. These things are like that. But you know, the long term, there's not a feel. It's a feeling, but it's not in a way. It's more. I think it. A lot of it comes from you knowing as well that you're doing the right what you consider the right thing to be is. I think you can only describe it as meaning and purpose, fulfillment in a way. It's And and it's hard because as soon as you stop it, that can go away as well. It's a process. It's not so much a, an action. I mean, a process is a combination of actions, but it's a process that, oh, it's so hard to put into words. But yeah, it's you being in that process. You being in that process gives you that feeling. While if you just succumb to... Or if you just do it, it's pleasurable. Other process, this other process, then you you get a lot of short-term pleasure, but then in the long term, it's like it's just a lot of pain in a way. I feel like here you're always trading. You know, either you get short short-term pleasure, and then in the long term you're fucked, or the other. But no, but in a way, it's not even that because then you you it start to enjoy those things. Like I enjoy writing and all these things that you, you are quote unquote work. I enjoy them much more than if I were we're playing video games because then I know what comes out of it. So in a way it's, it's very hard to actually, because it, no, it's not short term pain. It's not pain. I'm not in pain when I'm yeah. doing a post for Instagram it's or just, writing. I think I'm pressure. much more content. It's like you, you feel this resistance. It's not bad or good, but you feel resistance when they're doing, you're, yeah. when you have to start, you know, what do you, what do they usually yeah, say? You know, it's absolutely. starting as difficult. Yeah. There's comfort in a way. There's a barrier yeah. there. You know, there, there isn't a barrier to video games. There's, there's no resistance there. <laughs> yeah, but, totally. but there is a resistance to writing or, or to working out. You know, there's, it's there. It's always like a, an invisible force field. That's like you have to push through it. Yeah. It doesn't mean that it's bad or good. But you, there, there are benefits to pushing through that force field, you know. And, and I guess that's what we're trying to explain. But going back to why stoicism is so needed. And I think this is, it's, it goes into what we're saying, you know going back to what people give as advice, most advice that people will give is like, don't worry about it or, or try not to worry about it, especially if you're young. Like <laughs> if you talk to about yeah. this, it, like let's say you, you don't feel happy, you don't feel purpose and you go tell that about, go tell that to your friend. What does he say? Ah, man, don't worry. You're so young. Just come have, come hang out with us and drink a beer. And you know, their intentions are good. You know, the, the person is feeling sad. Yeah. You want to make them feel better. But sometimes that's not how it works. You know, you don't, you don't have to make someone feel better. You, maybe you just need to question them or, you know, it's not necessarily that feeling bad is something bad and you don't have to immediately try to yeah. fix it or put a bandaid over it. Sometimes you just say, okay, yeah. If someone comes over to you and says, yeah, my, my relationship is really bad, and you ask why instead of just saying, ah, man, don't worry about it. It'll get better. Just ask why or, or just let the, the person talk. Or, or if you don't want to do this, you know, you don't have to do this, obviously. But the point is people can ask these questions themselves or can get these answers from stoicism from from these philosophies that actually encourage people to delve deep into their thoughts into the reasoning behind yeah. their actions behind their thoughts beyond their issues in life 
and this is so necessary, man, because most people don't know this. Before I got, got ever got into this, I would have never gotten this advice of like, yeah. okay, asking why do I feel these things? No, even like the most, the, the closest people to me that I know that they want the best for me, they just, they don't know, you know, it's not there, you know, it's not, they don't know how to help in these scenarios and you have to go somewhere else mm-hmm. for this. Totally, totally. And I really like how you pointed that, that feeling bad is not necessarily bad in a way. And a lot of feeling that we feel bad because we're feeling bad is that there's all, you know, especially more with social media, in my opinion, where you're always seeing the good side of things and the good side of people. It's, it's, it's you know, you start to imagine like, oh my gosh, am I the only person that feels bad? When in a way, everyone feels quote unquote bad from time to time. Everyone, you know, wake up sometimes feeling anxious or not feeling like, they're using their time as wisely as they should. Everyone has these things, but more and more we're, you know, sharing less and less of that because we're communicating through mediums that don't promote that. You know, before social media, you just talk face to face and then you can see like, oh, maybe he looks a bit sadder today. People sometimes look a bit sadder. You know, people, you know, they tell you about their problems. You tell them about your problems and it's normal to have problems. But when it stops being normal to have problems, then that's where, because then it's like that feedback loop from hell that Mark Manson talks about. You start feeling bad about feeling bad and then feeling bad about feeling bad about feeling bad and then it's, you're never going to feel good in a way. And I feel, I think feeling good comes down to being okay with feeling bad. Being okay with, in a way, it's like recognizing that, you know, good or bad, these things will pass. Nothing will stay forever. Which in a way can be frustrating if your whole philosophy is like, I just need to be, feeling good emotions all the time because they will pass but in another it's much more freeing because you're not you know when you're feeling bad and anxious you know that's gonna pass and it's okay you can work with that you can live your life feeling good or feeling bad or feeling neutral and for me that's the biggest thing about stoicism is that it is okay to feel bad it is okay to feel good it is okay to not feel anything at all the bad part comes when you start wishing things to be different it's like the base of stoicism is to wish, th- it's like amor fati, the concept, to wish things to be exactly as they are. And when you do that, you know, there's no problem because then problems are just a part of life in a way. Yeah. Actually, it's like, I think all of these concepts and things we speak about, they always go back to the same thing. You know, it's it's learning how to be present for how lame that may sound. But, you know, it's like, okay, <laughs> you feel bad, feel bad. You feel good, feel good. Yeah. That's like kind of the best recipe for, I think, living a good life. You know, it's just being there for whatever is happening. And this is so overlooked and because it's just so hard to explain if you've never felt it. But it's like, I mean, I think everyone has felt it one point in their life. It's like you're, you're, most people feel yeah. it when it's like a moment of awe. It's like you just climbed a mountain and you're looking at whatever you just climbed. Mm-hmm. Or you just found a beautiful yeah. view, a painting, whatever it may be. You have felt that for that one second you were completely there and present. Yep. That's kind of like what we're all trying to get to at the end of the day, you know. Most, most people are really honest. They're going on to these really busy lives, doing doing all these things, working, working, buying houses, buying cars. But at the corner of it all, it's this desire of just enjoying. And it's very hard to get there yep. for most people because there's, like, there's no guide or no rule book on how to feel, on how to be present, you know. People talk about it a lot, yep. maybe. Just like, oh, yeah, yep. you should just try to be more in the present moment. But like, what the fuck does that mean, you know? And the, yeah, the truth is, I don't, think, I don't think anyone really knows. Because when you're in the present moment, you're not 
it's a strange feeling, you know, you're not kind of aware of it. You're just, you are. It's yeah, it's not like you can explain what you're feeling. And it's, it's, and it's one of those things like meditation, probably the biggest way to achieve that state. It's something that only when you give up the need to be present, can you be present as well. All of these things are very counterintuitive in a way. But for that, I'd like to just, as a side note, recommend the book, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle. In my opinion, and for me, that's been the best book to not only understand more the way he describes what being present actually is, but also the way he describes it and the way he writes makes you be very present to the moment. So if you're looking to get started, I recommend that. But then, yeah, getting more to the, the actual point of being present, for how cheesy it is, you know, in the present, the actual moment happening right now, there are no, his, no issues. There is no, you know, lockdown in this current moment because in this current moment, you're only being in what is right now. There is no, you know, it's it's quite hard to explain to, because, you know, you listen to some random people telling you, you don't have problems, they don't exist in the moment. But in a way, they, a lot of them, most of them don't because most of them are made by our minds. You know, if you're feeling stressful about the, and anxious about the future, or if you're feeling resentful and regretful about the past, those don't exist in the present. Because in a way, those, <clears throat> they happened in the past, but they don't exist anymore. That time has passed in a way. It's, they're at, at the end of the day, they're just imagination in your mind, all of those. The only thing that is not is what is currently happening every second, every millisecond that's passing by. And that being said, like this practice of being more focused on that, is also very good and probably the best way to, in a way, come more to terms with these feelings. To Because if you're just embracing what is, then that's okay because what the only thing that exists is the, the moment. And if that's only that exists, you don't need to worry about what was, what could be. It's just that, which can be very, you know, if you're feeling bad right now, you're probably, you know, rolling your eyes into the back of your head. But But when you kind of recognize this, it's... It's like, in a way, releasing yourself from your thoughts. Actually being in the moment. It's, it's like, I'm just going in circles right now. It's, it's impossible to explain because you don't explain it. You feel it. That's it. Yeah. yeah that's, that's exactly the way to, to say it. And I think that's, you know, it's such an, a difficult state to achieve nowadays. There's like a whole lot of reasons for it. But you touch on one, which I think is like one of the biggest ones. And that's like when you go to social media. You only see the highlights of most. Mostly, you'll see the highlights of people's lives. So you get this mm -hmm. idea that the world is supposed, going back to, it's supposed to always feel good, and that everyone's living a great life and everyone's always enjoying their life and never feeling happy, never feeling sad or angry or bored. And obviously, if you see this happening and you think this is the normal, you don't. You like you look back into your life and you're like, whoa, but I don't always feel happy. I'm not yeah. always excited. So I need to do something about this. And you get on this like trap of every time that you feel bad you feel that it's wrong because it's not what's normal and then you know and being mindful being present it's kind of what the antidote to all of this kind of breaking the barrier because everyone knows at that moment where they're mindful that this is all bullshit that we, yep. we, we that it's like we all know like deep down that everyone can't always be living in this state of happiness of bliss it's not how it works not how humans were made like if, if humans <laughs> yeah, weren't totally. like that we wouldn't, we wouldn't have evolved would have just sat down, sat down and done nothing. And that yep. would be the, the history of our evolution. So it's about also, it's like going back to the concept of Amor Fati. It's being grateful for actually feeling bad. That's just, imagine yeah. how, it's like yeah. Tim Ferriss says, imagine if I did the opposite. And, and you know, it, it is yeah. that. Imagine if you were grateful for being sad. 
Because guess what? You are alive. If you're feeling sad, you're alive. And that's something to be grateful for. So flip it on its head. You know, it's like the, the Morfati says, not only bear what is necessary, this is a quote from Nietzsche, but to not only bear what is necessary, even less conceal it, but love it. Yep. And this is such a, a mindfuck if you've never heard it. It's like, I've heard this, I don't know where I heard this sentence, but it was in a book also talking about this concept. But it was like the person was saying, it's like an affirmation she said to herself, which is like, I wish things were as they are. <laughs> and like, yep. you first listen yep. to this and you're like, what? what? And then like, as you process it in your mind, you're like, whoa. For me, at least this gives me, this gives me such a feeling of like, Man, this is it, you know. This, yeah. this is all it's yeah. going to get to yeah. totally. you know. <laughs> it's just Absolutely. it's just this. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'd like to write that I was searching here a quote that I, I remember seeing this quote when I was like high school, even before that, maybe from South Park. And I always found it such a beautiful <laughs> quote from all places that I would find a beautiful quote would be in South Park. Uh, but it's like this guy, so it's like so butters, the character is like I love life. And he's sitting on the curb and it's raining. And some guys are like, huh? But you just got dumped. And then he's like, well, yeah, and I'm sad. But at the same time, I'm really happy that something can make me feel that sad. It's like, it makes me feel alive, you know. It makes me feel human. The only way I can feel the sad now is if I, is if I felt something really good before. So I have to take the bad with the good. So I got what I'm feeling is like a beautiful sadness. For end quote there. And in a way... You know, that's it. It's And because you recognize that, then you don't feel as bad anymore. But you also will never feel as good, quote-unquote, at these spikes. And it's like they kind of, you know, I wish there were, we were in video right now, but it's like if the ceiling and the bottom are, you know, at a certain distance, it's like they're getting closer in the way of the waves of emotions that you feel. You become more centered. You become like a, a rock in a, a sea of, you know, of craziness that emotions are. And in a way, I feel like that's the only way you can actually go on and become, quote unquote, the man that you you want to become or that you're meant to become. Like Jordan Peterson says, uh, like you want to be the the person at your father's funeral that everyone can rely on. And the only way you can do that, like you can't do that if you're a person that is always on the swing of emotions and always, you know, getting thrown around by them. But it's also not repressing them. It's understanding that it's okay to feel sadness, bliss bored being bored all of these things are okay because they're happening and if they're happening that means that they're part of the experience of life which makes them okay i guess that's the best way i would put it that's the best way I would put it. yeah that's a a great ender by something i would never expect south park uh, yeah. that's, that's just a beautiful book <laughs> and <laughs> some great wisdom indeed all right we can end on that right, that being said guys i hope you enjoyed guys, and, I'll, you see enjoyed, you and I'll see you next week bye 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 bye